Late in 2021, Chris Cooper issued a challenge. Get 100 solid leads as fast as possible. He provided an exact plan to do it. Today, I talked to a gym owner who's using that plan to rack up the leads and make sales. Welcome to Two Brain Radio. I'm Mike Warkington. Please don't forget to like, comment, and hit subscribe. Now, CrossFit Torque is in Foxborough, Massachusetts. It's just a little way from the home of the New England Patriots. Amanda Chase runs the show, and she's been acquiring leads since Chris Cooper issued his challenge in December. Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Mike. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I've been up for a few hours already <laughs> training some clients, so I'm ready to go. This is an early morning podcast that we're doing, but we're both morning people, so you're going to get the very best of us here. Uh, are you a Patriots fan? Oh, heck yes. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, All play- the way through. Playoffs are coming. We'll see how that goes for you. I wish you guys the best of luck. I got to know the score off the football field. I got to know the score here. How many leads are you at right now in this challenge? And I know Chris is, you know, it's an ongoing thing. So the winner, quote unquote, was the person who got there first. That's already been done, but the leads are still flowing. How many are you at? And uh, what can you tell me about the quality of these leads? So I think defining for me, defining what lead means is important. So when I, when I created this group, which uh, I've been in this business for 11 years, and it wasn't until recently that I felt the confidence to create a group like this. And so when I created it, we ended up getting about 200 people into this group, 50 of which I would say are current members or friends or extended family. So the other 150 are brand new people to us, brand new leads, if you will. Well, this is a Facebook, a, a Facebook group, correct? This is a Facebook group. Yep. What's it called? We, it's called uh, Fitness, Nutrition, Mindset in Foxborough area. If anyone's listening in that area, join that group right now for some great stuff. And this is part of the plan. We'll go over the exact details of the plan that Chris has for you. But this is the key part is getting people in that group. So you've got 50 members, 150 outsiders, we'll call them for now, even though they're your buddies now. You keep going. Yeah. So I would say, so that's, you know, if we're putting a general term leads, that would say 150 leads is how many we have. Uh, within those 150, I have Facebook messages going with 142 of them. Oh, that's good. That's a good start. Yes. And yeah. so the way that I went about doing that though, was I'm a part of a few different rent them moms groups and Foxborough moms groups. Where I live in a, the town next to the gym is in. And so I've been a part of these groups for a few years. My daughter's four and I've always just been an observer. And a lot of the times the topics that come up are very much related to being a mom or being in the school systems. There wasn't a whole lot of, I don't want to say soliciting going on. So I was very hesitant to share this group in there. But I think there was another member in the two brain family that posted how they went about doing this. So I took what they posted and I revamped it. And essentially, just like Coop's been saying for years, help first. So I just offered my offered you know, a way to get through the, all the advice that's out there. And because I am a mom in the group, I think it was well-received. So out of the 150 new people that have come into my Facebook group, I would say almost 90% of them are coming from that post that I made in the rent of moms group. So what you've done here, no, I'll just jump in for just a second. What you've done though, is like, you've, you've started this process. You said you've been a gentleman for a long time, like a decade here. You started this process by just being a human being and being part of your community, integrating yourself in that. And that's so key because sometimes we think as gym owners, we just sit there and, you know, you build it, they'll come and that whole thing. What you've done instead is you've, you know, put yourself in the community. And now when you have some, something to help with, 
your mm-hmm. offer of expertise is genuine. It's helpful. And it doesn't seem like solicitation because if I just popped in there and I was like, Hey, I just started a local Foxborough group. And they're like, who is this guy? And what's his deal? And why does he have a Canadian accent? Right. Yeah. That wouldn't work so well, but for you, because you're part of it and you've laid these tracks, made these connections, it works really well to say, Hey, I actually started a group to help you guys with these problems. And it seems helpful rather than like, here's the carrot and you're, you know, luring people in. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly it. And I think that's actually, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but that yeah. played into how I'm nurturing these, these leads because the conversion to sales is not amazing. It's not profound. It's not out of this world because I'm trying to make sure that I build that trust. So a lot of these moms had, they've heard of us being in the town next to them. They, they have friends that are current members. So they're intrigued by it. The idea of what we are in this, this gym but I didn't just want to throw it out there. Hey, come in and talk to us. Right. Um, and I would follow some of Chris's sell by chat uh, instructions, if you will. But I just found that uh, a lot of these, and I know there's a lot of other uh, owners that are doing this that feel the way, the same way. A lot of these moms just needed a little bit of an outlet to talk to. It's almost like having somebody that they can vent to that they don't really know in their life that's listening. Yeah. So that, so that is, was important for me because a few times I started these chats in the messenger I would, I would start to, Hey, I'd start to say, all right, why don't we chat? Why don't we get on the phone? Let's, let's meet. And right away it was like, Oh, I either got ghosted <laughs> or they were like, Oh yeah, it's really busy. And uh, to be honest with you. So right now, Mike, where we are in, in uh, outside of Boston is just like most places. There's a little bit of a uptick in, in COVID cases. So a lot of people are kind of laying low right now. It's a tough but time. It mo- continues to be a tough time, especially where you're at and where I'm at as well now. But it's more of a reason to keep having these conversations in Facebook with them. Just keep the connections going. So when I started the group back in December, so we're six weeks in, I think I've made 30 posts um, in the group. And within those posts, I then am able to send them more eBooks, if you will, send them more information, keep that conversation going. New Year's was a perfect time. It was reaching out, trying to talk about making goals and how to make them the right way. Perfect. So that's how the the leads have been coming in. And that's how I've been nurturing them. I would say one thing that I've learned from this, when I created the group, when you're making the rules and how to have how to have your leads come into this group, I did not ask for an email address at first. And that was a big mistake. So I think it was I think 90 requests were coming through and I was all excited. I'm hitting go, go, go. And then wait a second, beyond this group, how am I going to be able to get a hold of these people? So then I started making your email address be a uh, part of how to get, get into the group. And so now I think I have close to 80 new emails that I can use. Again, I haven't put them into our system yet in terms of getting some of our daily emails. I want to make sure I build up this trust first. And then um, not I don't have an endpoint. I think it's going to happen in a few weeks when I when I transfer these email addresses over. But I wanted to, to get those conversations going first in Messenger. And the plan really is a long-term quality play. It's not one of those flash in the pan, you know, let's get you 700 really crappy leads as fast as possible. The plan is here to start real conversations with real people. That was Chris's, uh, you know, technically we had a contest on this and Chris's technical thing was he wanted you to start a hundred conversations with a hundred real people. It wasn't make sales. It was start conversations because these, these may lead to sales later on down the line. So we'll get into the exact mechanics of it. But first, I want to ask you, sales figures, you've got anything that relates to these leads? Like, are they showing up and purchasing yet? Or is this a long play that's going to, you're going to see more results later? So, so far we've had 
two no snack intros for our nutrition program and we've had three no sweat intros. We've converted two of the no sweat intros into our on-ramp program and we've converted one of the no snack intros into a nutrition client. And then we actually had two others that didn't go through any type of intro, but we started, we just kicked off a nutrition challenge for 30 days yesterday. So we were able to nurture them in and get them signed up for that. So overall five, if you will, sales have come from it, uh, which is, which is five more than we had before this. So in a very difficult time, like again, you're you're in Massachusetts. I'm up here in uh, Ontario, Canada. We're not that far apart, and uh, there is still some COVID stuff going on. And people are, regardless of government restrictions, some people out there, let's be real, are still hesitant to get back into the gym environment because of all the lockdowns and fear and so forth. So it's not the easiest time to sell. But the point is, is that you started a new thing, and you haven't spent Facebook advertising money on this project. This is an organic thing, which is kind of cool because so you've made five sales from it for the cost of your time and your resources and so forth. So let's quickly just go over the mechanics of this whole thing. We've covered a little bit about it already. A few details we'll throw out for people. So what you've done is you started a group and the basic idea is it would be called something like fitness and nutrition mm-hmm. in X or some variation thereof. Don't make it a clever group, right? You don't want people to have to figure out. It's not like uh, the Da Vinci code here. We don't want people to have to figure that out for themselves. Make it blunt and then add your your region, your area, whatever your gym, the catchment area of your gym, if you will, or something like that. From there, what are you doing? So you're getting people in there. Talk to me about the steps that happen from there. How do you get them to start talking? What are you giving away in that group? Well, the first thing I did, so when I specifically went out to this mom's group to post in there, my post said, if you'd like to join a group judgment free place, some solid advice, uh, please comment below. And then when they commented, then I direct message them with the invite to the group. Ooh, that's clever. So that, that, yeah. That was how the conversation started. I will say um, at some point, Facebook may, if you have the same message and you copy and paste, Facebook <laughs> may like flag you for a moment and not let you yeah. send messages for about 24 hours. So I learned that really quickly. So Copy keep that paste in mind. Like four variations, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Then I had to start friend requesting people, which is fine, but I wanted to make it be about the group. So that was the first contact. Then once they were in the group, I had one initial post. Again, this is most of it follows what, what Chris Cooper said to do. One big post that talked about what the point of the group was. And if anyone was interested in one of the first ebooks to comment below. And the goal was the goal is to have people commenting. And for me to be responding back with likes and comments and following up with questions. And then again, I'll send that ebook and messenger. So I will say that the, the commitment at first can feel overwhelming, especially if you do a big drop in an, an outside group and you're inviting people in. I would say if you haven't done this yet, be ready to, to kind of sit at your computer. Give yourself a couple hours, drop that in that group, and then wait for the in, everything to come in and just be ready to like and comment, like and comment and send. Um, otherwise it'll feel a little overwhelming if you jump on later in the day, whoa, you have all these notifications. You've given two pieces of great advice that I'm just going to highlight here for, for people who are listening and thinking about this plan. The first is that if you make that post in an outside group, like you did, it's a really clever thing that you said, where if you're asking them to direct message you, that kind of prevents the original group owner from thinking that you're siphoning people out of that group and looking like a marketer, right? So that, Mm -hmm. what that does is just says, Hey, offer to help DM me. That post kind of people see it and act on it, but it's not one of those 
large things where 50 people comment or whatever on your post. And then the original group owner boots you because you're siphoning people out. So that's a really interesting yes. one. Yep. I love that strategy. That's very clever. And then the second thing that you've got going on here is you're dedicating time to it and knowing because Facebook and you know Instagram and all these social media platforms are instant places now, right? So people expect instant stuff. So if you sit there and you make your post and then you go on to coach four or five classes and people have done their stuff, they're going to forget what they, when they see something, they want something. So you're dedicating yeah. time to it. The part that I want to get into now, just so that people understand is what is the ebook? What's the give here? Mm. What are you, what are you using as we'll call it lead magnet or hook? Yeah. So uh, what we're using is two different, two different uh, platforms, if you will. A lot of the stuff is stuff that I've written in the past uh, 11 years. I'll take what I've written in blog posts and I'll, you know, convert them over to a PDF. It could be recipes. It could just be advice on sleeping or eating or nutrition. And it's a very basic, simple three to five page PDF that someone could look at on their phone. That that was important to me. There's countless before I joined Two Brain. I would get the emails from Coop and I'd flag them all and I want to read it and I want to read it and I want to listen to Mike on the podcast. <laughs> and if it seemed like it would take more than a few minutes of my time, it was flagged and then maybe I wouldn't get around to it. Right. So in this case, I wanted to make sure it was really quick. Someone could read it, you know, while they have two minutes before their kid get, gets their attention again. So that was important to me. So a lot of it was coming from what I was writing in the past. And and then what uh, Two Brain has offered, stuff that Chris Cooper has written himself, stuff that other owners have written. And I'm, I'm actually utilizing a lot of my, my peers in the two brain group. So I'm a part of a lot of their groups. And when I see someone post something and the way they articulate it, ask for permission, I copy it, I make it my own, make it my own spin, and then I post it. Um, so that's how I'll convert either things to post or, or uh, information to eBooks, if you will. So it's a simple PDF. And the, the idea here on these things is they, they don't have to be, as you said, a 50 page definitive guide to at home dumbbell training that, I mean, you could, but the idea is all you need to do is give something away of value that people are going to want and going and, and enough to start a conversation with you. So again, a three to five, you know, and think basic because you're reaching out. These are maybe leads that are not like really, really deep into the fitness space. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be, you know, the exact macro, macro tracking plan for fat loss in, you know, that in intermittent fasting. It can be something more simple where it's just like, here are five holiday eating tips, right? And it can be very basic, low level. The point is, is that the title of this thing, what you call it and the picture that's on it should look enticing to someone who is a part of that group. So if you called it fitness and nutrition, it needs to solve a fitness and nutrition problem. And it should be quality, right? You need to give away yes. something good. And again, it doesn't have to be the entire keys to the city, but it should be at least something. Do you have a title of a couple of that you've uh, you've given away by any chance? Um, off the t uh, I'm sure some of these numbers aren't exact, but it might be seven tips to getting better sleep or yeah. eleven ways to boost your immune system, something like that. Uh, we've done we've done a walking guide, so for people yeah, that are yeah. just trying to get really basically out and about. Uh, so we've done sleep and eating. So I think one of the important things is because I was speaking to another business owner about this the other day, and they had not started their group yet. And they were a little intimidated about um, what they should be posting. And I think it's just important to remind ourselves that a lot of the, the leads that at least are coming through minus the current members that are at my gym, they're in this group, the other leads, they aren't following the same fitness and nutrition things on Instagram that I'm following. Right. They're not exposed to this information all of the time. They're exposed to what, honestly, what's thrown on the news. What's the, what's the biggest thing on New Year's fad diet? Wine for weight loss. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, 
and that and this brings back to why it's important for me to build that trust at first yes. because what I, I know what I have to say is really important and they need to hear it. Um, but I wanted them to trust me before they heard that through me. So it's not I'm not recreating the wheel. Like you said, it's not an extensive macro guide. It's just really basic information that they may not see on their feeds, they're on their social media feeds. And that was important. Yeah, you have to get to know the character of your group so that you understand what level they're at. And if it is neophytes, you know, quote unquote, for the fitness and nutrition industry, you don't have to write the definitive guides to stuff. They just have to be helpful. What else are you posting around that, right? So you've got, you're giving your guides and so forth, but that group still has to have like a, you know, a cadence of other things going on. What else are you posting in there? I will post a lot of my, so if the post is not an ebook, the post is asking a question or sharing something that I, that I personally gone through. Well, take a story from a member about a struggle, and then it'll always end with some sort of question that prompts them to respond. And I think what's great about the way my group is set up is because I do have current members, they're seeing that because we're friends, all the connections with Facebook and how it works, they're seeing my post more often. They're commenting and liking and then I'll comment back. And now you get those new leads starting to see these, these pop up on their social, on their feeds. Because again, if you're part of 30 groups, it's really hard to get top of mind. It's really hard to get that top five. So a lot of it would be, I think on Sunday, we try to post some Sunday morning on some recipes and food prepping ideas. If someone's heading to the grocery store, the Sunday scaries talking about what are people in there, you know, what do they think about on Sundays? And then Fridays, it's going into the weekend tips, you know, whether it's nutrition or fitness. So, uh, of course, it's geared towards my group and the majority of my group are moms, if you will. So it's it's trying to, you know, how do you fit in something in between when your kids are going to school or picking them up? And then I'm asking them what they are doing. So what did you do today? What did you what are you doing in the next five days? We're just trying to have conversations. And then if I feel like I need to take it off into a messenger, I will but I'll make that clear. Hey, Kathy, I'm going to send you a direct message. We can talk more about this so that other people are seeing me. Oh, this is actually someone real that's actually having these conversations. So I'm going to make a radical jump here out of the digital world and just explain like what you're doing essentially is you are being, you're just, you're building trust and talking to people, right? And it's in a digital format, but the point being that what you're doing, and I've got a giant, you can't see it here, but I got a giant mastiff is pushing me forward here. She just woke up. Uh, the idea though, is you're just being a human being, starting conversations, asking questions, generating engagement, doing the things that will build the quality of this group. And the mechanical aspect of that, that you said is it gets people liking, commenting, triggers the Facebook algorithm to perhaps feed them this group more often or whatever it is. But the main point is you're giving away info regularly. And then every once in a while, there's a big thing that they have to ask you for essentially. And then you start those conversations. Tell me a little bit about those larger conversations. You've hinted at the smaller ones where you talk, like when someone's, you know, you get enough response on a general post, talk about the big, like the lead magnet ones where it's like, okay, I've got the seven tips for better sleeping comments, sleep in the comments. They leave a comment, you message them. How do those chats go? So I will send them. So I'll, I'll thank them for commenting on the post. I'll send them the ebook. And then I will try to ask a question related to that topic. So if it was sleep, it may be, what's your biggest um, concern about your sleep? Or what's your biggest hiccup? Is it quality? Is it quantity? You know, tell me about your routine. I won't ask all of those questions, but I'll start with something to prompt a conversation. And Mike, I'm not an expert in sleep, but I certainly have some, you know, put your phone away. There's certain things that people just need to hear uh, about the topic and it'll, it'll help them. So 
I'll just try to prompt a question. I think the biggest thing is the follow-up. So if I don't, so again, if I'm dedicating an hour or two without throughout the week to answer or send these messages and answer these questions, there needs to be some follow-up as well. So for me, it's just setting my calendar to say, go through the Facebook messenger and check in on those people. Hey, thinking about you again, pulling some of the stuff from Chris Cooper's sell by chat. Hey, I was thinking about your, your problem or your fill in the blank. This is what I think. But again, um, it's always just kind of bringing it back to them and how they're feeling. So someone, I think someone the other day said, I'm really interested. I'm extremely interested in trying CrossFit. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Ooh, okay, here we go. Uh So it's like, what do you think is holding you back? Is it your schedule? Is it your, your brain? Like what's going on? You know? So it's just trying to dive into that. It, yeah, it's it's super interesting because you start these conversations and then you get to show off your expertise, which again is more trust building. And whether that results in a no sweat intro right there, who knows? But at the very least, you started a real conversation. And it's think about it: this this group is the equivalent of like a party, and you're at a party, and someone asks, "What do you do?" You're like, I run CrossFit Torque, and someone says, "Oh, what's that?" You get to give them your elevator pitch, and at some point, you know. They're, if they think about fitness and nutrition, they're like, I met Amanda at a party. And this digital group is the equivalent of that party. Tell me about how those conversations now. So you get to the point, uh, what's like, we have a script. So we, and again, this script is not hard and fast where you have to follow it. It's just an idea and a guideline of what might work in these chats where it's like, I'm, you know, I was thinking about your problem. Here's some things. Can we come in and talk about it? How do you deliver that in general? Like when you get like, how do you know when a lead or a, Mm-hmm. Yeah, a chat, I guess we'll call it, is is ripe for that that the next step to come in and meet with you and have a no sweat intro. That's a really great question. I think um, a lot of how I approach it now, unfortunately, I would rather invite someone out for a cup of coffee. Right? There's a local coffee shop yeah, down the cool. street that I'd like to go and meet at. I think right now hesitations are for public <laughs> meetings for some people, so oh. that would be my ideal way. And I've done that a few times over the last six weeks, and those have been great conversations. I think it brings it back to the point of, you know, some of these leads are are friends with current members that are in this group. And they know that Kim does CrossFit at CrossFit Tour. And they know that Kim loves it, but they don't really know if they, they want to do it, right? But now they've been introduced to me. They have another person, another face that they can relate to. So now they have two people that they trust that are doing this thing. It makes it a lot easier for them to come in through the door or have these conversations. So to answer your question, how do you know they're ready? Uh, you know, a lot of the times I can just tell by the way they're sharing information with me that, that, that they're ready to take that step, but there is some barrier to it. It could be schedule. It could be finances. It could be the keyboard warrior that they just like to spit it all out, but they're not ready to talk about it in person. Um, I think it's just, it's, it's just trying to read the conversation and sometimes you hit it right. And sometimes you don't, you know? I went to my undergraduate graduate degree is in psychology. So I feel like there's a little uh, bit that helps with that. <laughs> what's your, always, uh, what's yeah. your, uh, do you have a master's degree as well? Just uh, business administration, MBA. Oh, these are, you know, this is, we, we might have to have you back for another podcast. You got some stuff you could probably help us with in other areas, but sorry to interrupt. I had to know. Continue, please. Um, so I think, so I think that's, uh, I always joke that I was, it was either going to be, uh, some type of psychologist someday or teacher, or, you know, you feel like a bartender sometimes when you coach, because you just get everybody's, I don't want to say everybody's problems all the time, but you hear a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's just taking it to the digital world. And, and again, not, not every response to a leads, um, when they tell you something, not every response needs to be, well, why don't we come try to figure this out? It's just listening. A lot of it, a lot of it's listening. 
So it's paying attention, having conversations, being a real person. And some people who have done this have experienced like pretty significant numbers of leads or, or, or no sweat intros, you know, just from giving away guides and so forth. Other people are experiencing that longer building. And you've got an interesting element here where a lot of your people are connected to your current clients. So this is kind of an extension of what we call affinity marketing, where you're mm-hmm. using your current clients to get to your next clients because the person that's most likely to buy from Kim at your gym is Kim's partner or, mm-hmm. you know, Kim's kids, or you know, they wouldn't buy it necessarily, but you get the idea. Affinity marketing, this is a nice extension of that. And then all you're doing is you're starting these conversations. So I think it would be a mistake for Jim who starts this to say, this is going to solve all my problems right now. My marketing thing is done. I don't need to spend any more money on Facebook. I'm going to have 150 leads, 200, com- you know, all these conversations and sell a bunch of stuff. I think the greater idea is I'm going to expect to have some leads from some very interested people who are warm that I hit them at exactly the right time, but it's more likely that I'm going to talk to people. And yes. in those conversations, I'm going to get an opportunity to help. And you can think of these as like a pre no sweat intro, right? Where you're finding out what their things are. Like you talk to this one person and I think it was a, she said, uh, I'm thinking I've, I've thought about CrossFit for a while. Okay. So now, you know, this person is probably interested in high intensity functional training to some degree probably in a group setting. And that gives you, you know, more information that you can then use later on. If that person said, ah, you know, I've looked at CrossFit. I just never really liked it that much, but I've always wanted to get fitter. You're like, maybe this person is a personal training client, right? Mm-hmm. Are you logging that info? Like, do you have like a giant, <clears throat> excuse me, a giant spreadsheet for all this info? So when you're like, you know, person X said this, do you note that down or how do you track this stuff? Yeah. So, so, uh, it goes back to when I made the mistake of not asking for the email address at first. Um, I actually had my virtual assistant go back through to the group, try to capture all those email addresses. So we have a whole uh, column for the person's name, the email address. And then there's another column that says their interests. So whether it's fitness, nutrition, mindset, all of the above, and then specifically, uh, because fitness and nutrition is, is really our, our crux here, that the, the fitness would be, are they personal training or are they group? It's funny that you say that I had a really great conversation going back and forth with someone and in nowhere in the group does it say CrossFit Torque. Our logo is on the eBooks. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it says Torque Health and Fitness, home of CrossFit Torque. So we're having this great conversation and going to schedule the no sweat intro, going to confirm the address, and a few seconds go by and she pops back in. She goes, "Oh, CrossFit Torque. I don't want CrossFit. No, thank you." And I was like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, whoa! We just had this really fantastic conversation about what your goals were, how we could help you achieve them." So then I tried, you know, tried to quote, save the conversation, yeah. talked about personal training and uh, have not heard back from that person yet. I'm not considered that person to be lost though. They're That's just, interesting. I'm, I'm putting it in a hold for right now. Yeah. Huh. So it's funny. Yeah. It's funny how CrossFit still has that perception in some places, whereas in the yeah. other side of it, some people are like, oh, CrossFit, I need to try that. Some people will be interested and then actually be turned off by it. That's incredible. Yeah, huh. it is. Yeah. But I wanted <laughs> to say something to you about the... I think every owner is going to come into this, running this type of group and having a different goal in mind. So if it's a, if it's a newer gym that is looking to grow their clientele, they want 15 new members this month, 15 next month, sell by chat, growing that trust is important. Using that affinity marketing, bring a friend days, posting in that group, anything you have going on is important for me and where we are 11 years in. We're just like a lot of the small businesses going through a little bit of a staffing crisis, if you will, we're in need of some coaches. We don't have the ability right now to take on seven to 10 new clients in this month. 
Uh, the way our on-ramp process works with personal training and getting them in with nutrition, we don't have that. We only have the capacity to take on three to five people. So that was important for me as well, not to overwhelm the systems that we have in place by trying to schedule all these no sweat intros. I'm okay with only having five no sweat intros in the next couple of weeks from this group. That's okay with me. But if, a, if an owner is in a different situation where they're looking to bring in new people, you can attack it in different ways. I'm seeing this group as a way, obviously, to help as much as I can. I plan on reaching out to another town's mom group soon with the group as well to, to get more people in. But I'm seeing it as an opportunity to show how else we help the community with our couch to 5K programs that are open to non-members, our nutrition programs that are open to non-members. When we do all of our fundraising efforts, when we do anything, we call it Torque Nation Cares, when we do anything outside to help the community, that's a lot of where I see this group helping with as well as kind of expanding expanding our reach in that capacity. Okay. So this is really, it's part of a, a cohesive overall plan and it's a long game. It's not the flash in the pan kind of situation. Talk to me about, I guess, weekly time commitment, about how much mm-hmm. time are you putting into managing this group? And you can ballpark that if it's not something you track. So uh, my it, ideally... I am taking a couple hours to like two hours to create as much content as I can and having it pre-scheduled out in the group. I love it. And when I'm, yeah, yeah, when I'm scheduling the posts, again, I'm scheduling it where I know, okay, I know on Monday mornings I'm home and I know I can get on my computer for a couple hours before my daughter wakes up. And that's when that post is going to go. I try to keep in mind Facebook algorithms when most people are going to be sitting on their phones and they can see it, but I also need to make it work for me as well. So I'm going to post it, uh, have the post be scheduled around there. So if I do it that way, sometimes I'm really good at it. Again, two hours to get everything uh, downloaded and converted to a PDF and then posted. And I try to have it, you know, be relatable. So on Mondays, if I'm posting an ebook or Sundays, then on Wednesdays or Thursdays, I'll have a really simple post or a question that reflects back on that ebook to try to keep the conversation going in that manner. But if I don't, if I'm not able to get it ahead of time, it only takes a couple minutes to create this ebook or create the PDF. If you already have the content written to convert it to an ebook, three minutes, maybe if you're trying to make it pretty, uh, and then scheduling it again when I can, when I have a moment to sit at my computer. So I think you can get it down to a science where you only really have to commit 15 to 20 minutes every four days, if you will. In the beginning, it takes a little bit of routine to get into it, but it doesn't take a lot of time after that. Would you say it's a good, the, the return on investment for your time is worth it? Yeah. Okay. So that's- at first, at first, Mike, I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, okay, how can I, at this point in my, as being an owner, how am I going to commit all of this time? And in my mind, it was this big mountain of time, but it's not as much. I think getting through the first uh, couple, I'd say first two weeks of it, getting into a groove, it's been extremely helpful. Okay. So it's, it's basically, it comes back to one of Chris Cooper's passions, systemization and optimization, right? Like if you don't commit to this thing, and here's the thing, like I'll tell you from a media perspective, and you, you know, this as gym owner, if you don't commit to this group, if you start it just on a whim and don't budget the time and don't create some resources and don't steward that group, nothing will happen. Like literally mm-hmm. nothing. It will peter out. You won't, no one will join. No one will do anything. Nothing will happen. And people, gym owners have had this experience with their own private members groups, right? If you're not active in those groups, nothing happens. But once you get that momentum going, things kind of take off and all of a sudden you see people organizing wine nights and mobility Mm -hmm. pro, you know, there's all the stuff that happens when good communities get together online. You have to steward that group and you have to budget time. 
probably, I think what I'm getting from this conversation is one of the most important parts for gym owners is to look at this as, again, a long play. And it's not, this is not the trigger for 150 no sweat intros, which none, no micro gym owner wants anyways. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I, I've done some six week challenges back in the day and we had some of those situations where we ended up booking like 40 or something, no sweat intros in a week. And it just destroyed our systems. It ultimately was a good financial boon at the time, but long-term it didn't work out quite so well. So it's not, this is not that this is conversations and it gives you an opportunity to like warm your leads for lack of a better term. We've covered a number of tips in here. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you might want to tell a gym owner who's thinking about doing this? Anything else that you could give tips for success that you can give them? I would say the next, so the next step for me, and this is where some of my hesitation is, is that now I have these names and these email addresses and we use gym lead machine for all of our uh, emails and campaigns. I have a few lead nurture campaigns set up, some that have come from gym lead and some that are uh, really nutrition based. I don't feel like I have one that's kind of ready to go for these leads, if you will. Maybe that's me thinking I need to have something specific. And I know Coop commented and said, no, just put them in your general lead campaign. That's my hesitation. So I think if a gym owner is going to gather all this information, they should be ready to know where they're putting these email addresses. They should know how to convert them into their system so that they become a long-term lead if they haven't become a short-term. Uh, we had just recently, we've had two or three people in the, that have been on our email list for a few years now reach out and said they're finally ready to join. So, and that was a long time coming. So yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an earned win over a period of years. I love that. So the idea is short, you get you like, and you can do this on intake. You get them to answer their intake questions, give you their email address, you collect those. You can then put them into like just a general lead sequence that applies to you know yeah. any new lead who clicks on uh, whatever landing page. So you can certainly do that. That's the short version. The more tailored version, if we'll call it that would be to create a lead sequence that applies just to these people. And, you know, I'll give you this, the third step there is even to take a look at your spreadsheet. Now you've got a list of names, a list of emails, and you've got that third column, which is the information you've acquired by sell by chat. You can start to segment them if one wanted to into like nutrition people, mm-hmm. personal training people, couch to 5k people. And then you can start to retarget them with other campaigns if you so desire. But the main point is that you've got their contact information. They know who you are. And I'll give you this too. One of the things where if you just send them an email, it doesn't even matter what the email is, they're going to see your name in their inbox. And that's a, that's something, right? Sometimes yes. in the marketing world, and this is very counterintuitive to me, but I've learned from uh, our marketing experts, just having your name in the inbox is another step or another link in the chain. So you have lots of options there from a low level in the general lead nurture to very specific targeted sequences. And again, I love the idea. Isn't it cool when you see someone like two years later, you check the stats, you're like two years later. Have you ever asked those people, like, what was it that finally made you do it? Like, did you get a chance to ask these guys? Yeah, sometimes it's schedules for people. They just, they're really interested in it until something kind of frees up in their schedule. But a lot of times it's just, they they continue to read what we have to post. And at one point, something really resonates with them. Maybe it's a weight loss story. Maybe it's something else like running the first 5k and then they go okay that can be me and then they reach out so you never know right you put things out you never know who's listening you never know what that trigger is going to be for that person to take action and again that's the whole idea you've got warm audience you keep putting stuff out there until they see the thing that solves their problem 
and I'll give you the final piece of advice for me from a media perspective. If you don't regularly use your email lists and these, you know, the things that you've acquired, this valuable contact information, if you don't do it and you don't commit to a schedule of sending newsletters and emails and nurture sequences, which can be automated, you don't do that, nothing will happen. It has yep. to keep coming. People need to st- keep seeing things. It's like that conversation with that friend. Think about a friend uh, that you don't talk to anymore. At some point, there was a last conversation. And yeah. that's the equivalent of these these situations. Uh, Amanda, thank you so much for this. Are you? Uh, what's the next guide you're going to release? Can you give us a, a sneak peek of what that is? Oh, let's see. What's the next guide? You know, um, I think so. We have our Couch to 5K coming up yep. in six weeks. So I think it'll be something related to that. Is that by any chance timed, you know, to sequence with Boston Marathon training by any chance? Oh, maybe. It's I also just, timed with the seasons. Like, so. That was my next start, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As everyone's getting cooped up in the, in the wintertime here, they're ready to get outside. So. Yeah. It's minus 40 where I'm at. So there's no one doing any 5Ks out here. <laughs> we did last year was our first year. We put on an official 5K in the town of Foxborough that we're in. And so this year will be our second year. So we try to have the five, the couch to 5K lead up to that 5K race. Very nice. Tell me one more time. What is the name of that group? If anyone out there wants to join it. So ours is uh, fitness, nutrition, mindset in Foxborough area. Excellent. And uh, if you guys want to see an example of how this works in uh, the gym owner community, Gym Owners United is the group where you can see that. We have lots of cool guys at a community growing there. So join that one. Coop's going to tell you about that in just a moment. Uh, That was Gym Owner Amanda Chase. Amanda, thank you so much for being here on Two Brain Radio. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm your host, Mike Workman, and I'm all about telling the stories of amazing gym owners. Subscribe for more episodes. And now here's Chris Cooper with a final word. Thanks for listening to Two Brain Radio. If you aren't in the Gym Owners United group on Facebook, this is my personal invitation to join. It's the only public Facebook group that I participate in, and I'm in there all the time with tips, tactics, and free resources. I'd love to network with you and help you grow your business. Join Gym Owners United on Facebook.